Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, we have a very special guest all the way from Norway, Robin. They will be telling us about Norse mythology and how it's making a religious comeback in Norway today. As always, be prepared for foul language and get ready to be heathenous. Uh, welcome back to another human exception. This is Kayla and Nathan. Um, Hallie will not be joining us today, but we yeah. do have an awesome new guest all the way from Norway. Introduce yourself, Robin. My name is Robin. Uh, I live in Norway. I'm 19 years, years old, and I'm what you would call a heathen. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. <laughs> Our favorite kind of people. <laughs> So Robin's going to be telling us a bit about like Nordic mythology and yeah, what that's like in modern Norway and all that. So kick us off. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I started off with like looking at um, what is like the definition of heathens and pagans. And I found like some pretty like basic stuff, like a person holding a like religious belief other than those of the main world religions. Like if you're not a Christian, Muslim, or like a Jewish, you're a pagan. That's the definition. Does Scientology make you a pagan? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I would expect so. Like, we so. do not want them. <laughs> we do not want them in that category. <laughs> uh, but that's so fun when you look at heathen. Because, like, as pagan, that's just, just religious. When you look at heathen, they're more of, uh, what could I say, uneducated people. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so like if you're in theater school, for example, and you're into musicals, but you have not watched, say Phantom of the Opera, your classmates could call you a heathen for being uneducated. That makes sense. Oh, okay. I can see that. <laughs> but, but, but we're reclaiming it, so we're like, we're heathens, and we're proud of that. <laughs> I approve of this. So I was, was going to ask you guys, but like, I found some stories, I like, pages of stories okay. so like are there any specific that you want to hear about we just love stories so where is there a do you have like an origin myth you want to talk about or what's best places to start oh the origin myth is huge <laughs> can you give us cliff notes? there was nothing very much nothing nothingness and then a gigantic fire just started and it thawed out some of the giants among them which is a giant called Ymir. And he came with his gigantic cow. Just a cow. And the cow licked up so much ice that she released the first of the gods. Is this- These stories make no sense. What's going to happen with global warming? Warming? Is this we're going to start releasing gods from like the polar ice caps? Oh no, that is not good. <laughs> oh, that, that's going to be chaos. I'm telling you. The gods have returned. The gods have returned, uh, but the the gods were like, yeah, we, we should put some order into this. So they started fighting the giants, which were uh, embodiments of chaos. And they killed this first giant, and from his body they sort of made the world tree Yggdrasil, they made Midgard, they made Asgard, 
they made the world from the corpse of this giant. It's very efficient, like, use of materials. Yep. It is. It was like, yeah, we should make something. What do we have? Well, we have ice, and we have this dead body. <laughs> we have to use what all of the parts of the body. Nothing can go to waste. We have to do it this way. Yeah. I think that's where part of that came from. From like, for example, the Sami people are very here in Norway and Finland and Sweden are very like that, where they use everything. Mm. Very hunter, hunting culture. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of fun. But there's so, so many like fun figures that you run into when you're reading through the mythology. <laughs> and um, I gotta say, I have one like favorite. Okay, damn favorite out of. All of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's not a story. It's more just a character. Um. Okay. I'm gonna also I'm gonna butcher all of these names because I don't speak Norse. I'm sure you're gonna do a lot better than we would do. So. <laughs> <laughs> like also I'm speaking English. I'm like doing the English twist twist to all the names now. So that's gonna be fun for me. <laughs> as like, uh, yeah. But you have uh, Heidrun. Uh, she's just a goat. Okay. Any relation to the cow? <laughs> no, I, we do not know that. It's never okay. told. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like, if like, if cow has enough children, she just pops out a goat eventually. No, but, like, she hangs out at, in Valhalla. And uh, in the day when, like, all the dead heroes and stuff are fighting, she'll, like, go on the roof and, like, graze and stuff and be, like, be a goat. And when the evening feasts, start to come down and everybody will like milk her but you won't get milk you get mead yeah. <laughs> okay yeah it's like a it's a boost goat it's a goat that just comes down and supplies everybody with boost it's a portable keg it's a keg that moves itself that's so good <laughs> yeah i love her so much and i need one so that's their so sole purpose totally is just to it. bring booze to the feast every night yeah is, that's all she does her... <laughs> amazing roof maintenance and booze <laughs> Her daily grazing is to like stock up on all of the wheat to make the mead. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. This is this would be a good goat to have. <laughs> a, a nice portable brewery. <laughs> Amazing. How do we know how they got up to Valhalla? Or were they just always there? So, like the gods, um, the Asir, as we call them, they're like free to roam. They can walk between the. the Midgard, which is our place, uh, uh, Asgard, all like the different planes mm -hmm. and worlds. So the gods just like wander about. But humans, there was like, there was pretty much only one way to get there. And that was by dying in battle. <laughs> so, so that's um, where like the fearlessness of Vikings came from. Because like they were not afraid to go onto the battlefield and die there because. They will go to to Valhalla. It's a it's a decent motivation, like a bunch of semi angelic women, a goat that gives you meat and that stuff. So they, yeah, Vikings were like fearless, but yes, they didn't fear death in that same way that a lot of others do, like other cultures. Death is like an end, but it's in in Norse mythology, death is like the entrance to to party town. <laughs> I'm I'm pro this belief system. Yeah, it's it's good, and it, like especially if you're like a warrior, right? Valhalla is is obviously the place to go because if you die fighting, well, then you just get to continue fighting and drinking and fighting and drinking. 
yeah, uh, it was like also a very practical reason for this, uh, because uh, it was believed that when uh, Ragnarok, the Ragnarok came around, uh, the gods would lead all of these men and women that they've gathered in the halls out into our realm again, where they would fight one last time, where they would like achieve like a last death. Try and save the world with right, the ghostly okay. army? Yeah. Yeah, but you, you can't you can't win. Yeah, Ragnarok's inevitable, right? Yeah, it is. But there's also a thing that I, I think a lot of people skip over with. Uh, uh, Valhalla is not like the, the only place you go to. Oh. Of course, like if you were you died old and sick and hadn't really been in battle and stuff, you would go to hell. Wow, so you think you have to die in battle to go to the good place? Yeah, to go to Valhalla at least, but like hell was not that bad. It wasn't seen as a super, super bad place at all. What happens in hell? It was more of just nothing. <laughs> Everybody's just hanging around. Uh, <laughs> like it's, it's not like a happy place, but it, it's not how Christians portray like hell to be in their own stories. It's very different than that. No, like, fire and torture? <laughs> no, it's just, you're just there. Just hanging out. <laughs> okay. Alright. And eventually, some some of the gods would visit and stuff, but but not not happening there. <laughs> uh, there's also another um, a story which I actually have a a poem um, that was written by someone way back in those days okay. that I was I was thinking I'm gonna read. Uh, so this is a really gorgeous piece just pulled out from the shelf. There, it's all gold and shiny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Is holy shit. It's it's like gold gilded page and stuff. Uh, I can like send the name and stuff if people want to yeah. look into getting Definitely. it. That would be great. Because it's a really good book. Uh, so this is about uh, Freya. All right. Forty-one is called where Freya has right to dispose of the hall seat. Every day of the slain, she chooses the half and leaves half to Odin. Now the way I'm interpreting that poem is Odin is not the one that chooses who goes where. And Valhall is the second place, like, not the first place. Okay. So, because you have Freya, which is somewhere in the family tree. <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> all of this. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of, oh, this character could be, like, this god is child of this one or that one. And if she's the child of this one, she's a um, a god. She's the child of this one. She's like half the uh, Jotun. It's it's a it's a mess. Um, Freya was the daughter of this god called Njord, and Njord kind of came. Uh, he he's like hundred percent god. And he hangs out in Valhalla a lot, and he's god for the sea, and just a bunch of these things as well as like summer. He's often the god, the one, the gods that were prayed to before the voyages and stuff like that. Alright. Uh, so Freya, so when Freya came to Valhalla for the first time, all the gods like fell in love with her because she was so beautiful, <laughs> and they gave her her own like place and her own hall, yeah. which was called Forty-Kwang. Um, it's the place that's the place, and she had got her own hall called Sesrimnir. I 
I don't know how they came up with these names. It's horrendous. It must mean something back way back in the day. Yeah, it must have. So she was like queen of the Valkyries and everything. So as a battle, whenever there was a battle raging, she would come down uh, with her Valkyries together with Odin, where she would pick half of the fallen, and then Odin would just like get the rest of them. <laughs> and Freya is also said to be the reason that the the world has gold. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because she was married to this guy that just. Just, he just left. I could not find a single explanation for why. He just packed his bags and left. Was he like human or was he god? Do we know? Oh, he was god. He was a god. But there's... I've, I've read through so many different things and there's like no reason for him leaving. So as she cried, um, her tears were like gold. And as they hit rocks, they softened them and turned them into, uh, into gold nuggets. Mm-hmm. And the gold is all over the world because she traveled all over the world searching for him. That's bad. Now, some stories, yeah, not bad. Some stories just she found him and they went back to her hall. Others says that she she didn't find him and she's still like searching for him. Hmm. Is that maybe part of the reason that she collects the dead? Yep, it might be. Like, he might have been, uh, like, joined humans and fought wars as well. It wasn't really clear on that one. Do gods go to Valhalla, too? Like, they just hang out there. Don't really know what happens when they die. Hmm. Uh, there's, like, one story that I'll, I'll actually get to that one uh, a little later. Uh, because this has to do with mistletoe. <laughs> All right. Because I, I listened to your Christmas episode. <laughs> and I got real excited when you mentioned mistletoe there. Alright, that's awesome. But something really interesting happened uh, once Christians decided to come to Norway and take our gods, do what they wanted with them. As they do. Because, uh, oh, they, they just saw like a feminine icon within like the gods and like, that's a witch now. Oh. <laughs> No. They just declared they just declared Freya to be a witch. It's not fun oh. for anyone involved. There's a lot of female gods, so they must have had a field day with that. Oh they yeah. Either that they were like terrified, like, oh no, there's so many females here. We got we got our work cut out for us because we gotta denounce all of these. <laughs> Valkyries are just an army of witches and You know, I can get behind that totally. <laughs> 100%. Really, witch is just a term that describes a powerful woman. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like, uh, because I've, I've been getting into, like, witchcraft and stuff with, like, together with the hedonism and stuff. I like I like to call myself a witch. Are you, do you classify yourself like Wiccan, or? Uh, no. I, it's witchcraft uh, mixed with uh, mythology. Okay, that's really cool. So, like, tarot cards, uh, stuff like that. Awesome. Well, we'll have to bring you on when we do our witchcraft episode. <laughs> yeah, just reoccurring guests now. <laughs> That's okay. The recurring guests are completely okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, you just hit me up next time. You're already the first guest, so <laughs> right now you are the only guest. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can, we, I can 
get to the story about the mistletoe, and uh, I got a little like I always like get weirded out when people say like to kiss under the mistletoe, and mistletoe is a thing of love because it's definitely <laughs> not in Norse mythology. <laughs> we we classify it as a weapon. Oh, a murder weapon, actually. A murder weapon. Yes. I should not be as excited about this as I. <laughs> oh, the story is also like um, the story that sort of kicks off Ragnarok. Oh, it's not good. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> but like a lot of people, a lot of people enjoy this story for some reason. I don't know. So the story starts with um, Odin and Frigga having twin boys. Uh, one of them is named uh, Baldur, and he is the like most beautiful of all gods. Everyone loves him, and he's beautiful. He personifies like, summer, everything beautiful. And his brother, Hodor. Yeah, Hodor. Oh <laughs> okay. no! Uh, he's he's blind, and he has like darkness and all of these like uh, not good things. He got the short end of the stick, huh? So. Yeah, he really got the short end of the stick, um, but he's got to get that later also in the story. So, um, Valdade was, like, always, like, happy, and, but, like, at one point he started, like, get to get depressed, and, like, all the gods noticed this, so Frigga asked him about it, and he said that he'd been having these dreams. Now, he couldn't always remember what the dreams were about, but he knew there was, like, dark, negative, not good. And she has some um, powers to tell the future, so she knew something would harm her son. Uh, so she went. So she got her servants to go around all of Midgard, Asgard, make everything swear that they would never harm her son at all. And things did because everything loved this god. Promise you will never hurt my son ever. Yeah, everything swore. Yeah, they, everyone complied because she was, like, just a great woman, and her son was wonderful god. She forgets one thing. We don't know why, but she never made the mistletoe swear to this. <laughs> For some reason. Like, she had mistletoe growing on a tree right outside her hall, and she never made this thing swear to not harm her son. <laughs> I still never understand that. Every other plant, every other living being just forgot the mistletoe. No, no, she didn't even forget it. One of her ser- one of her servants was like, "Oh, we only we're only missing the mistletoe now." And she was like, "Yeah, we don't we don't have to make that one swear it." So, what's the worst that's gonna happen? <laughs> what? Oh, this one, this one has been <laughs> the most perfect servant the whole time. We don't have to bother with it. We don't have to talk to it. It's fine. Little yeah. did she know the mistletoe was going to get real jealous and murder her son. <laughs> well, it's not the that gets jealous; it's someone else. So the gods, the other gods, like found out uh, about this. And they were like, "Oh, we can have fun with this." Oh. So they like gathered up with like their swords and spears, rocks, everything, and they just started throwing it at Baldi <laughs> as a party game. <laughs> Pin the sword on the god. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just what they did. They just would throw their 
at him, and he would just stand there and laugh at them. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Does it? So, so yeah, I, how does that make sorry, sense? Sorry, I'm just thinking about. Okay, I was just trying to. I was trying to figure out the whole um, Balder. It, it it was sort of like a flashback of me playing the most recent God of War game and Balder being all really upset that he just can't die and he's immortal. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh it's all coming together now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like sort of his, his thing. Yeah. But like, it was, but the one was, was uh, one of the gods who were like, okay, this is not cool. I don't like this. Because he was not getting the attention now. And his name was Loki. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, we, I gotta do something about this. Like, this is not cool anymore. So he goes uh, to Frigga, uh, disguised as, like, an old woman, and asks her, like, what is this, what is the laughter out on, on like, outside the hall? She's like, oh, that's the god just having fun throwing weapons at my... <laughs> uh, I just, she's like, but, but it's, no, it's no worry, like, he's invincible, like, nothing can harm him, except for this little plant over here, and she points to the damn mistletoe. Oh my god. But it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> so Loki So as Loki is like leaving, he like snaps off uh the branch of mistletoe and he just like takes it with him like this is what I'm used I'm a use. <laughs> so he like makes a uh an arrow or spear out of it. Not really sure which one. Again, yeah. different different place tells different stories. And uh, and he notices that Baldur's brother is standing a little away from uh, the rest. And it's like, oh yeah, this this one perfect. He goes up to be like, why aren't you participating in these fun games? But because he's blind, he can't like see and can't aim weapons at his brother. <laughs> so Loki is like hands him the weapon he's just made from the mistletoe and Helps him like aim it straight for his brother's heart. Oh, oh wow! And and makes him throw it, and, and like everybody like stops laughing because they see that their favorite goddess just died. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh shit, what was that?" But Baldur's brothers, of course, being blind, he didn't see what happened, so he don't know why. He didn't know. He didn't know. And because he was the only one that didn't look. Look shocked. Everyone assumed that he had like wanted to murder his brother for taking uh, the spotlight. And Loki's disappeared by this so, point. <laughs> yeah, he, he just poofed out of there. Uh, Poor Hodor. Oh. Yeah. And he ends up being murdered for it. <laughs> Jesus. That's yeah, our stories are really tragic. But so the gods are like, okay, we, we need to do something about this because Baldur is now in hell. He's like in hell spending time there. Uh, so Frigga goes to hell and like, hey, can you please give me my son back? It was a misunderstanding. This wasn't supposed to happen. And hell is like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, sure. If you can get everything in the world to cry for him, like shed a tear, I'll give him back. Just Balder? Or so Frigga just sends... No, just Balder. <laughs> <laughs> they did not care for the blind brother at all. They just said, no, we just want the... 
Yeah, we just want to be able-bodied one back. <laughs> wow. That's fucked up. Yep. It is. I think he murdered him. So to... There is that, but yeah, still. Yeah, they, they actually do believe that. So, but, but still. So, um, so she starts to, like, send her servants out, and she goes out and asks everything to cry. And they get to this uh, cave where there's a giantess sitting right outside. And she asks her, like, hey, would you cry for my son so that I can get him back? And the giant is like, no. Ah, I don't care. Not my problem. <laughs> so she refuses. So Baldur is like now forced to spend eternity in hell until Ragnarok starts. Because one giant wouldn't cry? Yeah, guess who this giant actually was? Loki. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Loki in disguise again. Because <laughs> he truly did not care for Baldur at all. <laughs> He was the real jealous brother. Well, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, this is where Marvel has fucked your mind over. Because <laughs> Loki is never the brother of Thor uh, or the other sons of Odin. Oh, okay. He's Odin's blood brother. Oh, okay. Oh, Interesting. So he's the uncle? Or just, or just like, they're just... Yes, enough. <laughs> All right. So, but uh, the belief that like mistletoe came into Christmas celebrations for us is because uh, summer solstice is believed to be the day that Balder died, and winter solstice, which is the kickoff day of our Christmas celebrations, is like exact opposite of end of the year. Yeah. So it has like a connection to him with that because Balder is like the summer and that time where from winter solstice till summer solstice and then his brother sort of takes over for half a year so they hang the mistletoe in their homes to represent uh the end of balding sort of okay so like hodor is kind of celebrated for the first half of the year and then it goes back yeah that makes sense that's cool here's your murder weapon we're gonna Yeah, that's like, okay, we've had half a year with you now, now we're going to have half a year with your brother, so we're just going to hang your murder weapon in our <laughs> door frames. Awesome. Here's, here's a reminder that you are gone, and we have to deal with your yeah. brother for a half year. <laughs> but come back next, Solstice, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, that's, that's so good. Yeah. There's a lot of fucked up shit going on in our religion. Do you, you have any idea of how it went from that to being, like, kissing under the mistletoe? It has to do with Christians, I'm sure. <laughs> because, like, they, they stole everything, let's be honest. They just saw all our symbols and ways of celebrating and just, yeah, it's easier for us to just take over your religion, like, cannibalize it, bring it into our own, because then you'll worship, like, like, you'll be Christians, you'll still be worshipping pretty much in the same way you always did, except for one, to one god instead of 30,000 now. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, was, it was a marketing tactic, is what it was. Right? They All they had yeah. to do was steal a bunch of shit from other religions and say, oh, but we have those too, and it'll be easier for you to assimilate into us because we have all of these things you're familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally, and we see uh, a very strong example of this in a place in Sweden called Uppsala, which is in the south of Sweden, where there was like a big temple. I wonder, have any of you seen Vikings? Yes, I have. Yeah, so in the start of Vikings, they go to Uppsala to have like this big celebration. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the temple. Uh, and except the, the Christians came, they tore it down and built their very own church right on top of the ruins of the temple they just tore it down. And we're like, oh, but you can come to like uh, every, like once a week, you just come to the same place and worship, except you're worshiping our god now instead of your gods. We're better. 2.0. Yeah, like we're better. We're not. We're not savages and heathens. God, assholes. Yep. Yeah. So, um, on the topic of Vikings, then, uh, how familiar are are you with Viking history? Oh, that is. Um, uh, it's not taught a lot of it in Norway. You're like you learn about. The basic, like, Harold Finehair gathered Norway into one country and became king of it all. And you have, um, like, St. Olaf came Christian Norway, uh, died in the year 1030, and became a saint. You don't learn much beyond mm-hmm. that. Like, at least in school. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you have an idea of, like, how accurate the show is, like, representing Viking life? I would have to say, like, first season, maybe two, is fairly accurate. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've learned a lot on, like, on my own. Uh, the, the attack on, like, Lindisfarne, extremely accurate. That happened. We have written records of this oh, wow. happening. Um, but, like, beyond season two, it's just a jumble of history. Because <laughs> they wanted so much to happen in the show. The whole thing with attacking like Paris, the great heathen army, all of this. They they wanted this within the show, but it happens with such a distance in history. So it's kind of pile a bunch of stuff together. Yeah, they they pile like three, four hundred years of Viking history into two generations. <laughs> well, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> it's Viking fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's uh that's what it is. It's I feel like because I have read some some of the King sagas and stories like that, that it just someone wrote a fan fiction of the King sagas, <laughs> or like, oh, I want these two to meet. What would happen if these two people met? <laughs> and that, that's when you how you get Vikings. Amazing. All right, where were we <laughs> before? I <laughs> oh, well, you did ask about like uh, if there's places like if the gods are like uh influencing us today and i really had to go out and look when it came to this (laughs) because i do not for the life of me know geography at all um so uh and recently a lot of like places in norway has been like merged so i'm gonna like I don't know how, I don't know the proper English words or the way Norway is like split up, but it can be compared to like American states and counties. Okay. A lot of these like counties were merged up 
some like of the, our states were merged into, and therefore they changed all of their symbols and names and stuff. But I managed to find someone, some of them, which I, uh, yeah. So, okay, actually, I want to play a little bit of a game with you. Yeah, games. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, uh, and type up, um, the names of these places in the chat for you, and I want to try and pronounce them. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Oh yeah, we're doing that. This is the first one. Ulansaker? Ulansaker? Oh. I'm real curious. Oh, that's very close. Yeah, the first one's really close. Ulansaker? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ulansaker yeah. is very close. All right. German roots are coming uh, so this- <laughs> Oh yeah, they're gonna help you. So, uh, the first part, the uh, Ulem, that's a, part, a name of a god, actually. A god of, like, winter and hunting. And he is on the symbol itself. Actually, like, he, his image is on the crest for this county. Oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, cool. It's, uh, um, it's, this place is, like, just north of Oslo, our capital. Like all of these places, I'm in the middle, like central or like middle of Norway, and all of these places are south of me. <laughs> so it's a bit annoying. Okay, this is the next one. Iveland, Iveland, Iveland. Uh, I don't know. Nathan's closest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah e- Evelyn. Uh This is, again, this is like the furthest south of all of these. And they have a hammer, which are like, it's not straight up Milner, but it could be. Mm. Um, then we have a place which it was a county, but it was like merged with another one. So it's just a town now. Val? The uh, asterisk, the uh, symbol thing's messing with me. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just want to say, obviously, Vale, but Vala sounds more accurate. Yeah, but there's a, like a letter in there that only we have yeah. <laughs> in Norwegian country. Borna. Borna. This has a, a hat in mistletoe. Okay. Uh, so they had the, okay. had the mistletoe. And they merged with this place. Ooh. <laughs> Remnant? Promise? Yeah, you're actually, yes. <laughs> you're getting it. It's right. Uh, and they had a raven. Yes. And when they merged, they got, they got stripes. Okay. The raven got stripes? So they had... So well, these two, the last two, they merged into one uh, county mm-hmm. for us, and they went from from like a mistletoe and a raven to just stripes. That's not nearly as cool. <laughs> not even close. Uh, and this last one, I'm not going to make you pronounce that one because it's horrendous. <laughs> it all say, uh, "This is a place." Um, where they found Viking ships. Okay. 
which is now on display in the Norwegian uh, Viking ship house. The Viking ship house? Yes, it's it holds uh, a couple of, like, three ships and uh, the remains and stuff that were found inside of them. Cool. So this place now holds, or like their symbol is an old Viking ship. Appropriate. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, they actually changed it after the ship was found, and they were like, we're going to be known for this. <laughs> they wouldn't know. Like, we're going to be known. appreciate that. No strike. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a uh, States, which is um, the one that is like bordering on the one where I live, which is just south. And they also have Viking ships, but that came from it being like coastal, and they knew the history of like Viking in this area. That's cool. So they're still influencing us a little bit, but it's disappearing more and more. So, like, on the day-to-day average life, like, how often do you even hear or see anything that references it? Nothing. Pretty much nothing. Wow. Uh, yeah, because it was, like, so taken up by Christians. Like, they wanted nothing. They wanted no one to believe in this, to know even of it. So they, are stole, they stole everything yeah. from us. In that way. Is Christianity the most prominent religion in Norway? Yeah. Uh, by far, uh, or like, if you go by which like religious groups people are uh, part of, it's like the Norwegian Christian church. Mm-hmm. But that is because if one of your parents are part of that, you'll also be put in, like, in the registry as you're born. So I was actually part of that registry from my birth until I was like 15 because I didn't know. Yeah. I removed myself because I had to, to be part of the group I am now. Ah, Okay. Yeah. So what group are you in then? Uh, We um, were like a, uh, we call it a Bifrost and we're like all over Norway now. Uh, I am not sure how many members because it fluctuates a bit. Uh, But we, um, we're like officially recognized religion in Norway now. Oh, that's awesome. really cool. So the religion's called Bifrost? Uh, no, the like it's um, like belief of the Asir. That's what we call ourselves. That's that's super cool. Mm-hmm. And like a group that's trying to bring so, that back. Uh, a little bit, but we're we're very aware that we're modern heathens. Like we, there's uh, a lot of people in this group, especially the older ones, are very, like, angry at shows like Vikings. Yeah. Because they feel like they give up such a negative image. Because mm. in Vikings, you see the sacrifices, the way of, um, like, worshipping that we don't do anymore. Yeah. But we, we have sacrifices, but it's like, we sacrifice some mead or ale, maybe a little meat, not like a whole animal and, like, sprinkle their blood in our faces. We don't do that anymore. To be fair, like a lot of our old practices from pretty much any religion <laughs> don't exist anymore. Christians don't mistake yeah. anymore, thankfully. <laughs> oh yeah. No, but they they we um we have to fight such a negative image and also um we keep getting into situations where a lot of bad is happening. 
uh, also, it is related to what recently, very recently happened in the U.S. Capitol. Uh-huh. Because you have this this guy. I'm actually just gonna call him a dumb fuck because <laughs> that's what he is. Uh, the the QAnon shaman. Oh yeah. Uh, because his ta- his tattoos are uh, are symbols. Yeah. So, um, actually, I've heard stories about people who were raised within the uh, the group that I'm part of, who are like been asked by people they've known like for years. When these people find out that they're heathen, are like, "Oh, are you a Nazi then?" Uh. <laughs> like, not not even like sarcastically. Like, they actually believe that we like uh, supremacy and white uh, nationalism and superiority and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of um, white supremacist groups have adopted like Nordic. Yeah, like the runes, like you said, and the gods, and like it's. I never even thought about how that would be impactful. Yeah, it's really hurting us because we get it so much. And it was a, a thing happening recently where we have this big cathedral in my town, which is like almost a thousand years old now, and just a national treasure, pretty much. And someone tried to like set fire to it. Jeez. Uh, and like, I know someone who knows this person, and she's like, has struggles with mental illness and stuff, so she's not getting the help she needs with that, but so I'm not angry with her at any, anything. But, like, the church came away with, like, minor, like, a bit of a door was burnt because it's a stone cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> but someone... Yeah. Well, someone came into one of our, like, Facebook groups and started accusing us of, like, delighting in the burning of the church and that one of our members had done it and that we wanted to see it burnt to the ground. Uh. And we're like, no, we, we don't want that. That's super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know like, we you don't... guys are like campaigning against Christianity or anything like that. No, we we have a very like strong thing of as long as what you're doing ain't hurting anyone, uh, we don't care for your sexuality, your religion, even if it's different than ours. As long as you're not hurting anyone, go ahead, be yourself. Yeah, I think that's very similar to a lot of like traditional pagan cultures where it's just it, that stuff's not really that important. Yeah, so like we we gather up at like this house that we have in the south of Norway. We drink a lot and we have parties when we do. <laughs> we don't go around burning churches. Yeah, the, who's got time for that? Yeah, we got a lot of meat that has to be drunk. <laughs> It's a lot of work trying to burn down stone churches. Come on, guys. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so you guys kind of become a bit yeah. of a scapegoat for stuff that happens sometimes. Yeah, um, because we we are somewhat public. People know about us. They know that we're in Norway, but like they they have done enough research to realize that there are modern heathens in Norway. They haven't done enough research to realize what we stand for, who we actually are. Are there are there like are you aware of like white supremacist groups in Norway that that do use similar symbology? Norway, but we had a really sad story about our sister group in Denmark, which mm-hmm. were taken over by this type of group. Yeah, oh, wow. wow! So they had their their name and everything. 
so we do a lot of like democ uh, democracy is very important to us. So we elect our leaders and everything. Um, and this group just came in in like overwhelming numbers over a few years, and then at one of their like yearly meetings, they just elected one of their own took over the group and made it a supremacist group. Great. Ooh. Do you guys have like a council or so, a leader? Like could someone like disown this group? Oh yeah, like uh because we're part of like a an international cooperation type thing. Uh we're just like as soon as it happened we're like, yeah, they're not part of this anymore. <laughs> they're out. Uh, so like how many countries like is it like all over the world or Oh yeah, it's um, all over. Uh, we did uh, uh, in April last year. We did a like uh, alone together type thing, where everybody got together, did a ceremony at the exact same time, uh, and we had like people write in from Jamaica, from South Africa, from wow. Asia, like all that's over. That's really cool. Yeah, that's huge. That's super cool enjoy that a lot seeing how international we can get with it that's cool is there like a, a local group there that you can get together with when there's not a pandemic uh, here in norway we have on uh, like the whole uh group which is like all over norway and then there's smaller groups within that in like several of the towns that i'm part of in here in like my city so, like how many people do you um, think do you know that locally that like are part of the same thing? Uh, I'd, I'd say I know like at least 10 in my little group like personally, but there's a lot I haven't met because I just I joined two years, one, one and a half, two years ago. Yeah. So we, I ha there haven't really been ceremonies at all last year to go yeah, to. fair. So normally you guys have been doing ceremonies and stuff? Uh, yeah, we celebrate summer solstice, winter solstice. Um, like uh, the winter solstice always kicks off like a big Christmas celebration for us, um, where we go to the big house we have. We travel there and just have a big old party for like a whole weekend. That's awesome. And there's like a lot of other minor things, and it's up to everyone what they want to celebrate themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's very fun. That sounds really cool. Can you just join us as like an individual? Like if we joined here by ourselves, like is that allowed or do you have to kind of have to form a group and get it approved? Like how does that work? I don't really know the whole process. Like you can, you can't join by frost, the two of you, because you have to be a Norwegian citizen to do that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, like you can totally like look up other groups. Like, just look for these, like, groups around the world and see if there's anyone that you can join. Okay. If, like, that's what people want to do. What, why is there a restriction to Norwegian citizens? Uh, that's history? because we are, like... No, it, that's just uh, the part of uh, Norwegian law. Because every religious group in Norway gets money based on how many members they have. Oh, okay, I see. But this is, the, this is taxpayer money. Yeah, that's fair. Right. So, like, you gotta sort of pay the taxes to get the 
So then you, do you guys have like sister groups then in like other countries that have similar beliefs or? Yeah. We, as I said, we're spread all over the world now at this point. So there's like in like Sweden or whatever, there could be an officially recognized group there as well. It's just, it's not directly connected. Yeah. That's cool. I don't really know. I don't really know how a lot about the, the organizational map. Not much because I haven't been able to meet up with people as much as I've wanted to to like talk about these things. So it's just so cool because like you know, how often do you actually get like a new religion in the world that's like actually kind of like established? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, like yeah. what Scientology? <laughs> so that's really neat. <laughs> I wouldn't even yeah, know how funny, to make like... a religion. <laughs> do you know how long the group's been running? <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna look that up real quick. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's so fun looking just searching up Bifrost on the internet. <laughs> Gets so much weird stuff. Um, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, it's been uh, officially recognized um, since 1996. Hmm. That's a good run. So, cool. but they 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 started it in like the, in the 80s, and then in the 90s they became like official. They like applied to the government and had. Like yeah, you can now be uh, an official church group. That's super cool. And in two thousand and one, they were allowed to do weddings. Oh wow, that's awesome! Amazing. <clears throat> and trust me, these weddings are a blast. I went to one um, in twenty nineteen, and I only remember about half of it. <laughs> I can only imagine. That must be awesome. Um, what does a wedding ceremony look like for the group? Um, this one specifically was because it was in May, so we did like a Maypole okay. ceremony before that. That's cool. Where uh, the group is divided up by gender. And funny thing is, they uh, I went with the, the guys. So like, this is to everyone listening. I'm assigned female at birth, but I'm like, that's not right at all. Um, I don't know what I am. I'm not a girl, for sure. So like I went, so like I went with the guys, mm-hmm. and nobody questioned it. That's awesome. That was so like nice. But like, so the guys just find a tree, they chop it down, and uh, form it into the size of male genitalia. <laughs> uh, and the the women um, make uh, like a a crown of flowers. And once everybody's ready, everyone starts singing this, like, really, really dirty song um, about sexual encounters and stuff. And the the men chase the women. (laughs) Uh, And, like, when they catch them, you know, you you put up the maypole. (laughs) So we did that. We did, like, the running around and singing and dancing and stuff, and then we had, like, the ceremony right underneath it. It was so fun, because, like, I know what the two of you are going to be doing tonight, and it fits so well with what we just did. That's super cool. And then, like, and then they had, like, the ceremony itself where they ask, like, they invoke the gods, like, gods come and be, like, a witness to this, and uh, they pass, like, a horn of ale around and everybody said their congratulations and like may the gods bless you and all these things and everybody drank from this horn and 
then the last of it was like sacrificed to the the spirits and creatures that lived in the exact area where we were and and then we went to their place and they got hammered (laughs) (laughs) so um, what did the sacrifice look like were you guys just like giving ale or yeah so uh before like this wedding ceremony started we um uh, the lady leading it, she went around and like asked all of the forest spirits, animals, if we could like borrow the land for a little while. And at the end, we had the horn. Everybody passed it around, and then she was like, "And this last goes to the spirits who have so graciously lended their uh, their land." And she like poured it out as she was like spinning in a circle around herself. Cool. And for like the ceremony itself, is there an exchange of rings, or is it something different? Uh, there's no standard. Uh, there's like that's not a standard for that. It's totally up to the couple what they wanted to do. So uh, the the type of like ring exchange that is in Vikings between Helga and Floki, I have actually seen that. Okay, yeah, that's cool. So like the uh, the bands, right? Yeah, and then putting like the rings on top of swords and crossing the swords over above your head and taking the rings off of like the other sword. That's cool. Were there swords <laughs> at the Yes, there were swords. <laughs> I've, I've been rambling for an hour. Okay, that's great. It doesn't even feel like an hour. No, it was super awesome. Thanks so much for sharing all that with us. It was really interesting to learn about and so cool to know that there's so much stuff that's like it's you know making a bit of a resurgence and that there's young people getting involved and trying to celebrate that stuff again i think that's super neat Mm -hmm. yeah all this was just scratching the surface (laughs) i can imagine it's yeah it sounds like there's so much going on there do you have any like recommended reading or stuff for our listeners if they want to learn more um there is uh this book called norse mythology by neil gaiman okay which is, it has the main stories really, really good. Really? Tells the stories like in a very beautiful way. And it's the most common telling of each story. And then the book that I pulled all my stuff from today, I can like send you the name of that because it's kind of hard to pronounce the German uh, name there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, just send us any sort of resources that you think that might be interesting. We'll post it up on the website. And yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Mm-hmm, thank you. It was super fun. It was a fun excuse for me to just sit three days with my book of the gods and just <laughs> read about them. That's pretty much the reason this show exists, is for us to nerd out about stuff and then share it. So it's, I'm glad that you had that fun, too. That's it for this week's episode. We again want to thank Robin so much for coming on and sharing their experiences and favorite stories. If you want to know more about Bifrost or any of the stories that were mentioned, links and resources will be provided on our website at thehumanexception.com. Keep up with all things exceptional by following us on social media at The Human Exception via Facebook or Twitter. If you have a story idea, feedback, or just want to say hi, feel free to hit us up at thehumanexception at gmail.com or via one of our social medias. And if you're feeling extra generous, if you can head on over to iTunes and provide us with a review, that helps us a lot. Next week, we're going to get a little wild while we delve into a couple of unusual animals. So that's all for now. Have a great weekend and keep being exceptional. <laughs>